Welcome to episode 26 of the Pixel Power Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen, and today we're going to learn how to run Linux on our Pixel phone. Now, some of you may be saying, hey, didn't you just cover a whole four-part series on Linux? And yes, I did, but that was Linux on Chrome OS, and I thought today we would uh, share kind of the spiritual successor of sorts to the previous four-part series of podcasts. And today we're gonna be looking at running a Linux terminal on your Pixel phone. And of course, as always, this will also work on an Android phone. And we're gonna be doing it using an application called Termux. So the episode is titled simply, Termux on the Pixel phone. One of the things you'll discover as we roll into this episode is that much of what we've learned in those previous four episodes about Linux on Chrome OS, we can transfer those skills over to what we're going to talk about today. And one of the coolest things about this episode is just that I'm going to show you how you can hack around and play around in a terminal on the go using your mobile phone. And it's really geeky, but it's really a cool thing to be able to do. And if you're a developer, if you're a hacker, if you're just someone who wants to play around in the terminal, you're really gonna love what I'm going to share with you today. And to be able to run the terminal on the phone, it all begins with an Android app called Termux. Termux is a very funny name. It actually is spelled T-E-R, M-U-X. And here's what the Termux website has to say about their application. Termux is an Android terminal emulator and Linux environment app that works directly with no rooting or setup required. A minimal base system is installed automatically. Additional packages are available using the apt package manager. You may remember the apt package manager from our previous four-part series. We use that to install additional software. And I have to say, this is not some hampered version of the terminal. Many terminal applications on iOS, for instance, they'll claim to have some terminal integration, but it's they're really hampered. They don't typically have package installers because on iOS, for instance, Apple does not want you installing third-party applications. So they've not allowed a package manager on any terminal application I found on iOS. It's one of the great things about having an Android phone though, is we get a little flexibility, a little freedom to work with our device and do things that are kind of out of the box, not what people are thinking and installing additional applications. Of course, with the terminal, we're also going to get all those commands we learned in our last four-part series like MVC, PLS, all those great terminal commands that allow us to move around within the terminal and to actually act on files and start applications. And here's the best part about Termux. It is free. It is open source. And as a reminder, there's no GUI. This is just a terminal. You can't run some kind of graphical user interface on top of the terminal. In Chrome OS, when we run Linux, we can actually run GUI-based applications, for instance, GIMP or LibreOffice. You are not really going to do that with Termux. Termux is designed to keep you in the terminal, so you're gonna be focused on terminal applications. However, there is a way that you can run what's known as an X11 server. If you know what I just said, you can go out, search for instructions on how to run an X11 server, and then you can run another application on your phone that'll let you see kind of a GUI and let you run some GUI applications. Now this all begins by simply going to the Google Play Store and searching for Termux. Again, it's T-E-R-M-U-X, and I also have a link in the show notes. Once again, the show notes could prove to be invaluable for you for this episode, especially as we start getting into some of the Termux specific commands. So make sure that you come back to 
www.pixelpowerpodcast/episodes/slash 0026 and pull up the show notes for this episode. Once you've gone through the Google Play Store and you have the Termux app installed, it's very simple to start your new terminal on your Pixel phone. Tap on the Termux application with your finger and that will load up the user interface. The Termux user interface includes some interface enhancements and some additions to make the terminal work on a small screen. And we're gonna be talking about some of those. But when you initially look at Termux, you're just gonna be presented with that same terminal screen that you're familiar with. It's black with some text and there's a flashing blinking cursor at you and you're wondering what in the devil do I do now? Well, uh, some of the things you can do, for instance, is you can go back and look at the previous episode show notes of Linux commands and applications. Most of those work. And as you're gonna find, there are some additional ones built into Termux that makes things easier. Now, when you take your finger and you tap in the terminal, your keyboard is gonna pop up. Now, I use the Gboard keyboard. I really like the additional features that it provides. But even if you're using the stock Android keyboard, one of the things you're gonna notice immediately is right above that keyboard, you're gonna have an extra row of keys. So you're gonna have the Escape, Tab, Control, Alt, and Alt, those are two separate, not Control, Alt. That would, that's not what we think it is, but Control and Alt. You're gonna have a dash, and then you're gonna have a down arrow and an up arrow so that we can cycle through those history of commands. You remember that from the last episode? The other thing that you may have noticed that I said is that you have access to a tab key. Android keyboards typically don't have a tab key built in, but we will need that with our terminal because if you remember, that allows us to do command completions. We don't have to type the whole name. We can just start typing a portion of the command name or the file name or the file path, we can hit tab. And as long as there's not another file that's similar, it'll actually auto complete that very handy. Remember that you can use the up and down keys to cycle through your command history, as we mentioned earlier. Some of the other can, uh, control keyboard functions work, such as control plus U, which will clear the entire line. If you're typing along, you don't like what you typed, control U will clear that out. There's also uh, ways to delete the line from the position of the cursor to the end of the line, delete the word. And I have all of those keystrokes in the show notes. So go ahead and take a look at those. And if you need even more keyboard combinations, I have a link in the show notes that'll give you every command uh, keystroke that is available in Termux on the Termux wiki page. So it's a great resource to have. So I, I encourage you again to check out the show notes and click on that link and check out what else you can do. Now, here's the great thing. You're probably looking at the screen right now. You've got the keyboard. You're not sure what to do, but the text may be, may, may be just a little too small. It's very easy to blow up text. There's no keyboard combination. Simply tape your fingers and pinch the screen. If the display or the text within the display is too small, simply pinch out to blow the text up. And if you need to make it smaller again, simply pinch in to make the text smaller. It is a easy way to change the size of the text. Now, if you really wanna play around with the text size and see how that works, I recommend that you type a command in first. So type in CAL space 2019. Now that will actually display an entire calendar, a month view calendar of the year 2019. And then practice with that pinching to zoom in and out on that calendar since you have a full screen of text now. When you're done playing around with it, just simply pinch it back down to where you can see the entire terminal. And why don't you try the clear command next? Remember the clear command will actually clear the screen. So type in C-L-E-A-R and clear that screen out. Now, some other things that are included that make Termux really great to work with on your phone are two things. One is an on-screen context menu. 
One is a navigation drawer, and then there are actually features within notifications. So let's spend some time talking about those. The on-screen context menu, when you long press anywhere on the terminal screen, not the keyboard, but in the black part of the terminal screen, it's going to display this on-screen context menu. By default, the options are copy, paste, and more. So copy and paste, you all understand, I'm sure, but if you select more, it's going to reveal some additional options. And the first option you're going to notice is select URL. This is going to locate URLs that may actually be in the terminal session that you're working in. For instance, when you first start Termux, you're going to find a reference to a URL that takes you to the Termux page or the Termux wiki. If you were to use the on-screen context menu while those URLs are listed in the terminal, long tap, select URL, and it'll give you an option to go to those URLs in your browser. It's a handy little command. Another on-screen context menu option is the share transcript. This is really kind of sweet. This will take everything you've typed up to the point that you've activated the on-screen context menu and allow you to share to other applications. So for instance, we could take the transcript of the commands that we've just used while using Termux and we can share them to Google Keep or maybe IA Writer or maybe you want to text those commands to somebody. You can do that. It just simply pulls up the share sheet and in the share sheet on our Pixel phone, we have access to sharing to all those different applications. Again, a great way to capture your complete command history. You'll also notice in the on-screen context menu, the option to reset the terminal. This will restart, reset the terminal without restarting the application. There is kill process. And if you remember in some of our past episodes when we were talking about Linux on Chrome OS, killing a process means we're actually killing an application. I would use that with caution. If you select the style on screen context menu, you can purchase from the Google Play Store, some different color schemes for your Termux terminal emulator. It, they're about $1.99 each. It is a simple way for you to reward and thank the developer of Termux for his work. It is not required. You do not need to do this. The other on-screen context menu we have is keep the screen on. This will toggle to keep the screen constantly on so it won't go to sleep. And then the final option of the on-screen context menu is help. It'll simply load the Termux wiki page, which is just a wealth of information. Now, another feature of Termux is something called the navigation drawer. For the on-screen context menu, we long press anywhere on the terminal screen. If you want the navigation drawer, what you're going to do is you're going to slide a finger from the left edge of the screen to the right, and the navigation drawer will reveal a couple of options. One of the options is keyboard. If you long press on the keyboard button, it'll show and hide those additional keyboard rows that we talked about. Remember the one at the very beginning I said the shows the control, the all in the tab. If you want to close that or get rid of that, you can do that using the navigation drawer. Another feature of the navigation drawer is the ability to start a new session. This is like tabbed terminal sessions. So by default, you have one terminal session open. If you would like to open another, you can tap on new session and you can open a concurrent session. Now the concurrent sessions are actually listed in that same navigation drawer. So simply to switch between them, tap the session you want and you can go back and forth. It's handy if you have a couple of different things happening in a couple of different terminals, but it's also handy because you remember I shared earlier that you can share your transcript. So you could have another window open 
that maybe has a smaller list of commands and share that instead of sharing your entire transcript. Now we're all familiar with notifications on our Androids and Pixel phones, but if you want to access some additional features by pulling down on the notification menu, so swipe down, and when you do that, you'll see that you have the ability to do a couple of things. We can exit running terminal sessions. We can use awake lock to avoid entering sleep mode. This is great when you have background apps running. Maybe you're loading some software, you're configuring a server, or maybe you're actually running a server on your Pixel phone and you don't want your phone to go to sleep because you're running some tests and if it goes to sleep, it's gonna shut the server down. This is a way that you can keep your phone awake. There's also a high performance Wi-Fi lock to maximize Wi-Fi performance. Another reason you might wanna do this is again, if you're running a server and you need a constant connection to the internet or you have some other application, maybe you're doing some traffic packet sniffing on your network that you need to make sure that you maximize that Wi-Fi performance, you can do that. Remember that this will give you a significant battery hit. I would recommend you only use this feature when you're plugged in. Okay, here's where it gets really interesting. Termux will actually, by default, it's, it's kind of running in a sandbox. So it's all by itself. It only has access to its own file system, but you can actually, and I do this with a warning, open up Termux so it can access your file system on your phone. So here's how you do this. You fire up Termux and then you're gonna type in a command. It's called Termux-setup-storage. Again, this is in the show notes. But when you do that, Termux is going to display a dialog box that says, hey, do you want to allow Termux to access your photos, your media, and the files on this device? Now, this is where you have to make that decision. Do you trust the developer? to have access to your files. This is open source, it has been vetted, it has uh, I think a 4.7 uh, review on the Google Play Store. I did a lot of research, I didn't find anything that caused me concern, but you know what? I really wanted to be able to be able to use the terminal on my files. So I of course pressed allow and I'm glad I did. It was, it was really great to have access to my files within a terminal window. So when you do that, Type in ls, which is, as you may remember, the list command, and you'll see that we have a new directory called storage. So that storage, are, that is the files access to the storage on our phone. So you know how to get in there, right? We do cd space storage, we move into that directory, we type ls again, and then you're going to see all those kind of directories that you're kind of familiar with if you look on your phone at your file structure. You're going to, be, you're going to see the DCIM folder, you're gonna see the downloads folder, the movies folder, the music folder, pictures folder, and shared folders, and you may find other folders that are on there that other applications have created or maybe even you have created. But it is a way now that you can use terminal commands, for instance, cat, if you remember the cat command just lets you view what's in a file, you would be able to drill down further into your downloads folder, your pictures folder, your shared folders, and you can actually act on the contents of your phone using the terminal. Remember, if you're browsing around and you get lost in the terminal and you wanna get back to that home directory, that home location back in Termux, remember you can simply do a CD space tilde and then I'll make sure and get you back to your home directory. Okay, now that we have access to the terminal, we need to remember that, as I said earlier, in the 
description for Termux, there is a package manager and the package manager is apt. They actually have an alias for it as well, PKG. So you can use apt or PKG for package and you can install applications. Now, unlike Linux on Chrome OS, we don't need to use the super user do command or sudo command before because we are already a super user in Termux when we're using it. But we can install many of those same terminal applications that we talked about in episode 25. And I have some of the common ones listed in the show notes. As a reminder, you could install uh, Midnight Commander, which is a file manager. I did add a new one, which is W3M, which is another version of a terminal web browser. I also included another application that's available for or through Termux called Micro. Micro is another text editor. Micro is a really neat text editor because it's a terminal text editor, but it also includes plugins. You can get themes. It's really kind of cool to use. And then I also threw in the tree command and a sample of the tree command. So if you want to install all these applications, it's simply package install the name of the application. So in my case, for tree, it's simply package install tree. It'll take a few seconds, try the tree command, and then the tree command will give us this really cool listing of the makeup of our file structure, either in Termux or on our phone. So I do have a sample of that in the show notes so you can see how that command is used. Now I also included those fun terminal commands that also work in Termux. For instance, CMatrix works. If you remember from the last episode, CMatrix is that app that throws the screen into matrix mode. So it looks like you're on the set of the Matrix movie. I also threw in the eLinks command, which again is another way to browse the web, much like W3M that I mentioned. Also mentioned NeoFetch. I think you should always have that so that you can pull up information about the distribution. So try NeoFetch on your Termux. I think you'll get some interesting information. And then once again, I did share with you how you could play Star Wars in the terminal. So that's in the show notes. While I was preparing for the show, I decided to go to Reddit. As you all know, I've been uh, really enjoying Reddit research lately. And there uh, was a Termux subreddit. So I popped in there and I said, hey, anybody have any information that they feel I need to share for the podcast this week? And user Serenord recommended that we package install Termux-API, that's package, P-K-G, space, install, space, T-E-R-M-U-X-API. You will also need to install the free Termux colon API app from the Google Play Store. Once you have both of those pieces, then you have access to new commands so that you can interact with your phone in the terminal. For instance, one of the commands is termux-battery-status. I think you can guess what that's gonna do, that's correct. It's going to give you the battery status, which yes, I know that's in your notifications above, but it's so cool to see it actually in your terminal. But some other things you can do from the terminal, for instance, you can set the brightness of your phone with termux-brightness with a value from zero to 255. You can also list your call log history using termux-call-log. And some other things you can do, for instance, is you can get info, info about your camera. You can take a photo and save the file to a JPEG format. You can get the system clipboard text. You can actually send something to the system clipboard. You can list your contacts. And there's a whole wealth of additional ways that we can interface 
with our phone using Termux. And luckily there is a wiki for that. And yes, that wiki link is in the show notes. And I encourage you to pop into the show notes, go take a look at that wiki and see what else you can do with Termux and interface with your mobile device. I'm going to wrap up this episode of the Pixel Power Podcast by giving you one more little tip about how you can use Termux. We spent four previous episodes learning how to run Linux on Chrome OS. We went through the process of installing a Linux virtual machine using Crostini. Guess what? You can use Termux on your Pixelbook as long as it supports the Google Play Store, which it should be about all of them. This may be a better way for you to hack around in the terminal quickly without having to install a full virtual machine on your Chrome OS device. Everything we talked about today works on your Pixelbook, including your pinch screen uh, zoom for your text, installing applications, and more importantly, even accessing your files. So again, be very careful with that. But if you want to play on the terminal on your Pixelbook, Termux would be another great solution for you. I promise you that wraps up my series on Linux. No more Linux for a while. We're going to get back to the core of the Pixel Power podcast next week. But now let's roll into this week's version of the addendum. Okay, the first item in the addendum is I want to fulfill a promise that I made to all of you a couple of episodes ago. I said that I was going to consolidate the past four episodes and all the Linux resources I had on a single page that has now been done. And it also includes this episode on Termux. So all that Linux goodness can be found at www.pixelpowerpodcast.com slash Linux. So it's waiting there for you and I would love some feedback on that page. I also mentioned previously that I might recommend a Raspberry Pi setup so that you could experiment in the terminal. You know what? I don't think we need to do that. Now we have Termux and you have a terminal in your pocket on your Pixel phone. So you can take and experiment with terminal applications on the go. So I'm not going to recommend a Raspberry Pi setup for the terminal experimentation. Uh, If you do want that, just let me know and I'll be happy to do that. But I don't think you need it now. You've got a free way to play around with terminal with Termux. Dark themes have been arriving uh, for a lot of applications this past week. For instance, Google Keep just added a dark theme. So if you're on the current version of Android, you'll see uh, Keep in dark mode as well as Google Calendar. And I have noticed those on the Pixel phone. I have not noticed those on some other Android phones I have. So let me know if you're seeing dark themes rolling out. Again, next week I'm going to be talking about my experiences with Android Q Beta 4 and dark theme is a big piece of that. So I'll give you a little more information next week. This week we also lost the Google Chrome Remote Desktop app for Chrome OS, for Mac, Uh, For Linux, those applications are dead, but the service lives and it lives in our browsers now. So you can access your remote desktop computers using the browser at remotedesktop.google.com. The June versions of the Pixel Phone security updates are out. Make sure you go to your settings and get that downloaded if you've not received the automatic notification. Also updated this week was Wear OS with a new feature that lets us swipe to the left to add more tiles. Used to be you swiped once, you got a Google Fit tile and that was it. Now we can with our Wear OS devices 
Keep swiping, add additional tile functionality such as your calendar and news. Uh, the functionality is kind of limited, but we're hoping more tiles will come to the watch. I did receive this uh, Wear OS update on my Tick Watch, and I continue to be pleased with Tick Watch and the Wear OS updates. I get those regularly almost as soon as they're announced, that update hits my watch. So uh, kudos Tick Watch for helping us keep our watches updated with the most recent features. If you're a big user of Google Docs, you're really going to appreciate a new update that is called section breaks. Section breaks, if you're a word user, you know section breaks are very useful. Having this in Google Docs now means that you can have different margins per sections. By default and in the past, Google Docs only had one set of margins. You set it once and those were the margins for the entire document. Now with section breaks, we can have different margins per section. Thank you, Google, for that addition. And then finally, I wanna share what I've been up to uh, the past couple of weeks. I did purchase a new 3D printer. It's my first 3D printer. I've never owned a 3D printer. And the 3D printer that I chose was the Creality Ender 3. It had some really great reviews online. I've been looking for at least 18 months trying to make a decision about which 3D printer I want to purchase. And a couple of weeks ago, I was online at Amazon, uh, just again browsing for 3D printers to see what was out there. And I noticed that the Creality Ender 3 from one provider had a $40 online coupon that I could add to the purchase, bringing the cost down to about 189. So the sweet spot was, could I get a 3D printer under $200? I was able to get that with a $40 online coupon down around the price that I wanted, and I have been having a blast with it. I am documenting my experiences with my first 3D printer. If you'd like to see that, that's at my blog post at www.stephencombs.com slash 3D printing. And that is in the show notes. And I've got three recent posts talking and documenting my setup of the Creality Ender 3, my first print. And then recently I upgraded the build surface on the printer. So if you're interested in 3D printing and want to know a little bit about my experiences, uh, you can go over to my blog at stephencombs.com and check that out. And that closes out this episode's addendum segment. And that actually closes out this week's show. Thank you for letting me take a week off to make sure that I had everything I needed for this show all in place. I hope you enjoyed learning how to run Termux and the terminal on your Pixel phone. And as always, I would love to hear your feedback. Next week, again, I'm going to chat about my experience using Android Q Beta 4. If you are using Android Q Beta 4 and have some things that you want me to share, I'd love to hear that. And then finally, several of you may have received some packages in the mail for me. Those are small little thank yous, again, for supporting the show and sharing an episode using the hashtag Pixel Power Podcast. That opportunity is currently closed, but keep listening because I may open it up for another opportunity later on this year. Let's talk about the numerous ways you can connect to the podcast. First of all, we have our website at www.pixelpowerpodcast.com. You can send me an email at stephen at pixelpowerpodcast.com. You can even interact with me and other listeners on the Pixel Power Podcast Google group. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can view all the show notes at www.pixelpowerpodcast.com slash episodes slash the four-digit code for the episode. And be sure to leave your reviews at your favorite podcast service. 
You can also interact by leaving an audio message. You can do that by downloading the Anchor app from the Google Play Store, search for the Pixel Power Podcast, and while listening to an episode or viewing the podcast profile, you can hit the message button. Hey, don't have the app? Don't worry. Anchor.fm also has a way to do that using your web browser. Simply visit anchor.fm slash pixelpowerpodcast and then look for the button that says send voice message. You can also send your audio feedback via MP3 file via Google Docs. Simply record, upload, and share the link to the file with me via email. Thanks so much for being a listener to the Pixel Power Podcast.